Let's talk about sex. Not that kind of sex, though. Today we're talking about gender issues. Hey, welcome to Staying Outside the Box, a podcast about boxes that we stay outside of. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about the issues that men face in modern society and the issues that women face in modern society. We're going to try our best not to compare them because I feel that comparing issues doesn't unify it just creates a larger gap between them and i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of misogyny and misandry circling around the social media today not only that but please just assume we're including all genders here i'm not going to specifically mention the troubles of fruit roll-up identifiers (laughs) just assume that all the in-betweens are there some people have these issues some people have those issues and i know what some of you may be thinking what are two dudes talking about issues that women face obviously we're not women we haven't I'm lived a woman you are no sorry go ahead wait just keep talking when did you realize <laughs> i'm not talking about this <laughs> but yeah um obviously we're not women we haven't lived through y'all's shoes out there but um we are just gonna discuss some topics that are backed by data and Basically, we did uh, a bunch of, hey, Google, what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. But to be fair, there are a lot of reputable sources on Google. Um, now, to lay down kind of a, a structure, uh, we're not going to have much structure at all for this episode. It's all kind of shotgun information. But not me. a general structure, at least in my mind, is that we're, like he said, um, talking about men issues and women issues but uh we were trying to find a better word than issues um but (laughs) i guess there isn't really there there isn't it's just (laughs) issues issues with modern society and those genders so what's the first thing that you have for us today oh we discussed in our politics episode i feel like it also fit this episode pretty well is that the abortion issues that are going on with women Uh, i want to start with women first because uh out of respect ladies first you know um Obviously, we've discussed your views, but I just want to cover it just in case people are coming to and tuning in on this episode. Uh, what's your views on abortion? <laughs> <laughs> right as you took a drink. <laughs> yeah, no, that was terrible timing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's let's uh, get on with it. What exactly? You said that you're coming to today's podcast with numbers. Uh, well, not the abortion issue. I just want to discuss the ethical side of this right which is the whole point of the podcast i feel very bad for not doing more research and not having more numbers and at some point in the podcast i personally will it's just that three kids uh, two dogs a house and a wife plus a job that isn't even a full time i work 48 hours minimum sometimes uh, most of the time more than 48 hours so it's just really difficult to have time to do not only the recording for the podcast, which is after bedtime, mind you, this is my day off. You know, I put them in bed and then I do this. I've also got to find time to do the little research I, that I can do. I don't do. think they want to hear you complain about your life, bro. No, no, I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's a great life and I love it, but you're totally right. Let's move on. Let's move on to the, uh, oh, yeah. the episode. Well, what I wanted to say about abortion is that um, how would you feel if a man in a business suit told you you couldn't get your tubes tied who the hell are you to tell me exactly (laughs) and i feel like that uh one of the so 
why is abortion illegal? I feel like it has a lot to do with people's uh, ethics that run the government. It's uh, a lot to do with religious backgrounds, and I feel that religion has no place ever in government. And Basically, I believe this, so you must believe it too. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that the, there's a lot of religious incentives behind outlawing abortion as well. And um, there's been there's been just somebody listening right now. Anybody, you, I'm talking to you. Go on your phone and search up news articles of little girls being forced to keep their keep their babies after being raped by a grown man. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Because abortion is illegal. Now, that is disgusting. That is horrible. Nobody should ever have to go through that at I the age of cl- 10 or 13. I want to clarify. I'm against abortions. Now you are? <laughs> uh, no, I've always been. I clarified this on a previous episode, too. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, you switched around. <laughs> uh, it was... um. Uh, which episode was that? The politics episode. Yeah, that was our very first episode. Uh, the politics episode. I love these little callbacks. Yeah, <laughs> they make me so happy. <laughs> um, my reasoning then has not yet changed. Maybe it will one day, but for now it is the same. It's that um, in a world full of different religions, different beliefs, different understandings, and yet not a single one of us actually knows what's really going on. Uh, the potential, the potential of an abortion, is murdering a soul, robbing a soul of its vessel, or in the simplest terms, murder. Um, It could potentially, like if God were to look down and say, nah, dude, I didn't put a soul in that yet, or nah, man, that's just a fetus. It don't matter. Well, I don't know. I'm not God. (laughs) I really don't know. What I'm going off of is abortion should not be allowed because we don't know if it's ethically okay or not. And if that baby grows up in poverty or in an abusive situation, that really fucking sucks. But at the same time, does that justify murder? But we do know it's not ethically okay to tell somebody that you have to keep this baby that it it was conceived by rape. That is not ethically okay. I don't want to say it that way. I want to say I believe this, but I'm not morally allowed to require you to believe what I believe. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do an abortion, go for it. And now, despite everything I've just said, I would have an abortion. I I would go against my own beliefs for the sake of not raising a baby in poverty, poverty, as well as putting my own children and wife in poverty that I have now. Okay, so what you're saying basically is that you believe this, but you won't go out of your way to make laws to prohibit people from doing it just so they could believe in your beliefs two things yeah that first of all we're you shouldn't be forced to believe what i believe simply because i'm convinced it's true but also we're all weak and i don't think any of us truly have the strength to put an infant through the struggles of poverty alongside us and our struggles that we will be going through oh man yeah, I can't imagine raising a kid right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can barely feed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what 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 was the? Uh, I feel like you were going somewhere with this. Oh uh, no, that's all I had to say. That it's just horrible that. All oh, right, the government gets to dictate medical decisions, even though rape. they have no medical background. The kid rape is what I wanted to go off of. Yeah, bro. Uh, there's been millions, not millions, but there's been a lot of I news mean, articles out there over time. Probably. Oh, news articles. Never mind. Over time, there's probably millions of cases, but yeah. 
These little girls are being raped by grown ass fuck. Mm, I wanna slap them. I wanna do bad things to those dudes, but um, a lot comes into play, you know. But um, and yeah. And the- issue of pedophilia in general forcing a child on somebody is just a general what is it you mean forcing yourself onto a child <laughs> violation of free will rape and in rape in general as well as forcing a child on somebody uh, i feel like we've generally established is just not cool for the sake of everybody has free will and you're putting not only somebody's free will at um you're throwing it out the door right i'm going to have sex with you whether you like it or not but you're also putting an entire child which puts years decades of their life away because of the decision that you decided to make for them and after the traumatic effect everybody tells you not everybody but you go to a hospital for help and imagine them telling you oh you have to keep the child yeah that's terrible Uh, and on a pedophilia in general though there's a whole topic that we discussed on um uh, what it was it was the one after politics i think a lot of episodes, man. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes, but <laughs> essentially we, we came upon um, the because you can't just say no, it's wrong because it's wrong because I said so, which is exactly what we're preaching against right now. Yeah, it's wrong because uh, the girl isn't men- mentally mature; she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, her brain is literally not yet developed to the to the extent that it needs to be to make lifelong decisions like having a child. It is incapable, literally. <laughs> so, now, um, let's. Uh, I, I don't want to stick on this too long, but I want to just slide in a little tab of back in the old days when you only lived to 40. You know, it's a different story. You don't really have an option. You have a kid or you don't have a kid, and then, you know, you make a decision then. But nowadays... It is 2023. Yeah, you, you don't don't have sex with a kid. <laughs> yeah, you disgusting bastard. Yeah, so um, <laughs> moving right. on. So um, I want to bring up the domestic violence against women is very high one in three women worldwide have experienced physical or sexual violence from an intimate partner this rate is much higher in third world countries due to lack of education poverty societal acceptance using demographic and health surveys conducted between 2006 and 2017 nearly 36 percent of people in low and middle income countries believe domestic violence is justified though in a lot of first world countries it is uncomfortably high as well yeah it is uncomfortably high but the society doesn't believe that domestic violence is justified in a first world country rather than low to middle income countries which is odd this is this is just numbers guys i'm not just throwing this shit now, out of my ass i want to i don't want to say devil's advocate I, i'm not entirely against this but i'm not entirely for it either i am defaulting to against it i think this is terrible but i want to talk it out first right before um uh, so so you're saying in low-income countries, these are areas where there's little education. It's more survival instinct. I wake up, I go check my hunter-gatherer traps while the gatherers do their gathering. I do my hunting type of thing. Um, um, I don't think the abuse is necessary in the slightest. It's more like I wake up, I go work 15 hours at a job that pays me two cents an hour to come back home to barely feed my kids and survive while I'm living in a broken down house while there's water coming in every time and it rains. So there's not really any place in the world aside from small isolated villages that don't involve monetary jobs? Um, well, most of the population lives in a like a highly populated third world village, or not village, but a large city. 
and then the other half lives in like because most of the uh, domestic violence cases they come from africa and south and latin america and most of asia okay so some of it is a tribal format like you said hunter gatherers and then some of it is they're living in high dense cities full of crime and people and either way i'm gonna <laughs> just destroy my um indecision a second ago I, I don't think it's cool to abuse someone it's understandable to be frustrated and angry but if you resort to abusing people then there's something that you need to change in your life to be able to fix that uncontrollability of your own personality and exactly and and, and but at the same time sometimes you can't sometimes you're all stuck in that situation and there's only so much willpower that you have against your own ape instincts especially in a world that is based on uh, because like today we don't ever hunt unless it's for sport today we don't ever gather rain unless it's a hobby you know what i mean we drink from bottles of water we get at the store and we buy food for money that we get at our jobs yeah yeah, it's significantly disconnected from the apes that were trying to rise above and the idea of staying outside the box. But in a world where that's your entire life, it's a lot harder to resist hormones and instincts like that. Also keep in mind that a lot of these cases are due to husbands not being satisfied with their wife's housework. Like if they cook the dinner wrong, they get beat. If they didn't clean something wrong, they get beat. If they went outside and didn't act a certain way, they get beat. That's what the domestic violence statistics are coming from. And and at the same time, there's nothing you can really do about this. Because I mean, it's culturally installed in them. I mean, you can you can educate them. You can create... Like, there's been... When, while I was researching this, there I found a bunch of articles of uh, how husbands got rehabilitated in a rehab center to... Not because they had drug addictions or anything. It's because they needed uh, to change their thought process and to become a, a better father to be able to control their anger. A better. better husband. That would be great. Yeah. So uh, there is way to eliminate this. It just takes a lot of money and masses of people willing to convert their thought process. Especially when you're growing up in a culture that... That gratifies that. Not gratifies, but glorifies it. Yeah, it's used to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I'm not going to fly my ass to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's terrible, but I, I feel like there are people who have their roles. There are some people who who work their job in EMS, like us, for example. There are people who work their roles in, like, uh, mathematics. Yeah. Uh, there, there are going to be people who devote their lives to things like this. And I'm not saying that they're slacking. It's just... I don't think it's unreasonable to say uh, I, I do feel bad but I don't think that I should feel bad for not doing anything because I can't do anything I can't do something for every issue in the world like hunger and you can do your part by not beating your wife exactly yeah I, I have my little section that I am able to make a big difference in and I'm going to do my best to do that yeah it's just sad to see all these statistics there's a Domestic violence rate in America is pretty high, too, and it's always females because, um, obviously, biologically, they're smaller, so they're more likely to get picked on. Yeah, back to the politics episode. Yeah. Um, moving on, we got a... So, single motherhood rates are very, very high in America, especially. 
And uh, there are more single moms than dads, according to the latest census data. 80% of all single parents are single mothers, and 20% of all, 20% are single fathers. The rise in single parent household is mainly due to the rise in divorce and an increase in cohabiting. Co- 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 uh, what? Cohabitating. Cohabiting, cohabiting <laughs> relationships, which are less stable than marriage. It's cohabiting. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it basically means that you live together and you're in a relationship without being married, which is uh, less stable than being actually married. You know. Is there an accidental age? Is it supposed to be cohabiting? Cohabiting, yeah. Okay. Um, That's the word. I also want to add. Um, uh, I got one more thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The reason why there's more single mothers is because the fathers often give up their custody over the mother, or the court deems uh, mothers more suitable. Which, psychologically speaking, they most often are. Uh, it's debatable because if you, if it's a male child, we'll come to this later. It's a, if it's a male child and needs a male figure to be able to thrive and succeed, it's proven by data that m- males who are grown up in a house without a, a father figure they often repeat the same crimes that their father or th- they repeat the same uh, pattern that their father has gone through okay. leaving their mother and stuff i like that i like that data um i want to double down though and uh change what i said a little bit and say more um it's understandable that oh, i'm trying to blank here jeez <laughs> it's all right. Um, what I do want to say is that um, we shouldn't only blame the fathers. There's uh, obviously there's many stories and there's many cases that sometimes the uh, mothers could be at fault here. They um, most often than not the fathers at fault because why are so many men leaving their the woman they're having babies with? Who could ever know? You know. Yeah, and I want all go- the data is basically it's. You're trusting the person to tell the truth, so... Yeah, and I want to go back to the past. Um, There was this little documentary slash book or whatever by... uh, I forget his name, but um, you showed me this. It was... Basically, he said that back in the day, it used to be where you would find a good job, a good income, and then you would find your love, and you would, you know, live out your life together. But nowadays, it's a desperate situation of find love now so you can both barely afford to support each other. And then whenever it doesn't work out, then suddenly you're both alone again and you can't support either of each other. So then you're both running to the next person that you can find to hopefully find some more sense of stability. Yeah. There's also a woman have a lot more rights than they did back in the 1970s, which is the data you're talking about basis from back in the day um so women they can leave their husbands a lot easier they have uh, a lot more options and they get support when they get left by their husbands so that's one of the factors that might be playing into single motherhoods because they're not they don't feel obligated to stay with the shitty guy that they have a kid with and that that's i I think that's great um on a slightly unrelated note but still kind of related i want to mention for the sake of this entire episode uh the biology of women versus men the uh psychology that is derived from the biology um through evolution men are uh, the thing i'll put it back in the 
back when humans were sort of being evolved into humans. Um, think about genes, the ones that get passed on. How do genes get passed on? They get passed on through sex. So the genes that get passed on the most are the ones that have the most sex, right? Well, not necessarily. Uh, women in humans, very specifically, some, you know, it's the same for both genders, but in humans, in like most mammals, um, women have to gestate for a very long period of time. And a lot of the time back in the day before medicine was a thing, before healthcare was a thing, uh, a lot of the time you would just die after childbirth from like bleeding out or for inf from infection. Uh, you would breastfeed for as long as you could, and then you'd just die. Yeah, being, sometimes. Being pregnant was one of the most dangerous things before modern medicine. Yeah, and so women, the only women that got to pass on their genes um, and have those genes succeed, because just because you have a baby doesn't mean that baby will go on to have children or even survive. Only the strongest babies, only the best, most adequate babies, would then go on to find mates and reproduce again. So those women, for this one baby, or maybe two or three babies they would have in their entire life, um, they would have to wait for nine months to even have this baby birth. They would have to survive that whole time, and they can't have any other babies. Now, men, on the other hand, they could just pump them bitches out. <laughs> they, the, so what I'm getting at here is that women's entire genetic tactic the only women that got their genes passed on were the pickiest women of all the ones who waited for the absolute best men to come along the healthiest the most survival strong basically those were the women that had their genes passed on men on the other hand the ones that got their genes passed on were the ones that just fucked around Everywhere, the ones that had the most sex, the obviously the healthiest at the same time, healthiest, but, strongest. Yeah, but if you have the strongest, healthiest guy in a village, but he doesn't ever have sex with anybody, you know, maybe he has one baby, baby, but then the nerd over here has a thousand babies, and he gets his genes passed on, and they live a lot longer than, or they're more likely to live a lot longer than his, just by statistics. There's more babies. So basically, um, what I'm getting really, at... If you're stronger, you're more likely to survive than the nerd. So if the nerd dies before he could have babies, the strong guy would have babies, and his babies would survive because they're stronger. And there is that, that exactly, that testosterone-based survival instinct. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that if, if the athletic guy doesn't have babies in the first place, it won't matter. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but what you're saying is absolutely true. The most testosterone, uh, pushy the most ticked off guys who are very very have sex with me and then they just try everything they can to get that the most testosterone based males are the ones who survive the longest that's why males nowadays they have anger issues yeah exactly and that's a big thing in society that yeah. people don't really acknowledge where men aren't supposed to have these emotions uh, of sadness and feelings um because when you're young and you're like, let's say a teenager, you have friends. What what do your friends look at you and say when you cry and say you have feelings for somebody? Shut up, pussy. Exactly, pussy. <laughs> That's the word, pussy. You're a pussy. Yeah. And uh, But when a woman does that, she has all her friends to comfort her. Yeah, so many support from everywhere. Yeah. There's a statistic that um, if a woman does, does you wrong or does anybody wrong in a relationship and they separate, the woman is more likely to get sympathy from her loved ones than the man. Yeah. Even she's even if she cheated on him or anything. Yep. So, um, long story short, men are 
basically programmed to be this animalistic heathen, whereas women are programmed to be a careful, methodical, thoughtful creature who's ex- careful about her, her, her children. That explains a lot because women are smarter than men because they had to be because if they had to analyze the person in front of them. That's why they're so uh, good at the communication and the people skills because uh, they had to have this to be able to survive. Exactly, and men are so much naturally, I don't want to say like angrier, but angrier and, and pushy because the ones who were the most intimidating, they were able to scare off the other guys. Like, this is my chick. You can't have her. That's why uh, loneliness among men are a very high rate because they don't have as good as people skills as women do. That that makes sense. Yeah, and even if they can find the woman, I'm not going to justify cheating. It's it's a bad thing, but they're also fighting these ape instincts that we're all fighting at all times of the day. Some people are stronger. Some people are weaker. The idea is to stay outside of the box, but nobody can do that 100% of the time every day. Um, takes practice. It does take practice. All right. Um, do you have anything else to add to this? I I do, but I want to move on. I feel like the rest of it will kind of come naturally. So I want to bring up uh, sexual harassment, which kind of ties with domestic violence, but not really. This is a less extreme form, but it's still very important. Most women... Uh, excuse me. I had the burp. Most women, about 80%... Bah. I'm a man. Should we cut that? (laughs) No, no, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Most women, about 80%, report experiencing some levels of sexual harassment. Half of women who were victims of sexual harassment stated that it hurt their careers. So then, what do these statistics define as sexual harassment? I'm about to list them off to you. Unwelcomed sexual advances, unwanted touching, requests for sexual favors, sexually suggestive gestures female bashing jokes, and catcalls. Some workplaces have higher levels than others. Oh, I'm sorry. Some workplaces have higher levels than other. Workers in food service account for 14% of harassment charges. Women who work for tips as the primary source of income are twice as likely to experience sexual harassment, including from customers. Well, those those girls' job is entirely based on how much the guy likes you, or how much the person likes you, so... And they get harassed, which I, isn't uh, all right. Yeah, uh, I want to bring in, um, especially as somebody in, like, a waiter profession where you have to make the person like you to give you a bigger tip, right? Um, as a guy, it's natural... To not ever get compliments, because what happens when a girl compliments you? You freeze. Uh, uh, sure, but why do you freeze? Because you're not used to it. And you think she likes you. And less controlled people will make advances, like those ones you were talking about a second ago. But long story short, guys just aren't used to compliments, because every time it happens, the guy assumes that it's... Did you hear that whistle? Yeah. <laughs> Easy on your asses. I, I don't think they could hear it, but um, the guy assumes that it, it's it's an advance, that, oh, man, she complimented me. That literally never happens. She must like me. Um, but a lot of the time, either she's trying to get a tip out of you, or she's trying to get a favor out of you, or she's just a good person, which guys aren't used to. Like, even the best of girls don't just go around complimenting guys. Uh, again, back to that biology from or that psychology from biology point um it it just doesn't happen um and for a good reason 
Now, when it happens the other way around, guys are sort of instinctually complimenting women, hoping that they'll be the guy that gets lucky and gets to pass on their genes, because they're literally programmed to just spread it everywhere. Now, when you're a waitress, and you try to be flirty with a guy to get a bigger tip, he's not used to that. It doesn't... Uh, we don't get compliments. When was the last time you were complimented by a girl that wasn't trying to get in your pants? Um, when was the last time you were complimented by a girl that was trying to get in your pants? Yesterday. Yesterday? Okay, not your girlfriend. Uh, never. <laughs> My point, exactly. <laughs> if, if somebody compliments me, I'm like, geez, I got to get away from here because I have a wife. <laughs> Actually, I'm in an open relationship. How, unrelated. But. How about we teach men that... It isn't the case, and most often than not, they aren't flirting, that they're just nice people, and you shouldn't be disgusting and make advances towards them. Now, There's certain cues that women give. How about we teach men not to be losers? Now, here's the thing, a couple things. First of all, good luck teaching all the men on the planet that. Second of all... Well, it starts with everybody adapting this idea and teaching their kids, and then boom, you got a whole generation. Now, second of all... Um, it comes back to you got to fight these instincts where even if they do understand that and they agree this is the only woman the only woman that they've really that's shown interest in them in the slightest they're going to make their move because they want a girl or a companionship or sex or anything it's 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 an instinctual drive that humans have and some people don't they, they can, just don't. I get that. They can make their move without touching. Yeah. Without sexual favors. For sure. Without suggestive fi- gestures. One hundred percent. Without who, who? Who does a female bashing joke? But then, when you want to get in a girl's pants. No, female bashing just comes from angry and frustration from a person that is going to be seldom saved if you try to talk to them. That's going to be more a therapist issue. So but what in you're general, discussing has nothing to do with sexual harassment because. Sexual harassment is a complete different spectrum than yeah. trying okay. to invite a girl out to eat or anything. I can agree with that. Sexual harassment is more spawned from frustration of either hypothetical ideologies or just a simply a consistent failure to get what they want as a male. Right? And because of course, they're losers. They're gay guys. Uh, there are asexual guys. Uh, but for the most part, almost always the case whether you like it or not this is almost always the case where there is a guy who wants sex and he's frustrated that he can't get it whether he realizes that's what's happening or not and so he tries more and more desperate things to get it and at some point he stops thinking and he just goes for whatever he wants to go for and hopes that at some point it'll just work and that's how you sexually harass girls. And that's how you end up in jail and say, I'm innocent. I was just being me. Like, yeah, you were just being you, but you're a dick. <laughs> how do we how do we fix these dudes? Therapy. The thing is, we don't have a therapist for every human. <laughs> in, oh, yeah. In, and then another thing is, like, even if you do go to therapy, it is woman-dominant field. And it's becoming more woman-dominant field as the time goes by. There is barely any male therapist. So what are these guys going to go to get help from? Another female? Well, I don't I don't want to say that's unreasonable. When they already have issues with females? I don't want to say that's unreasonable. First of all, there are guy there are guys out there who are therapists and then also 
Just because the therapist says a girl doesn't mean you're going to be uncontrollable towards her. And even if you are, that doesn't mean that she can't offer you valid advice. Right. Um, yeah, but you're already having problems with... Is it going to be difficult? Sure. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll complicate things, but it's, it's not useless. It's still something that needs to happen. Um, or at the very least, become aware of your thoughts. Start realizing that you need to change. Be willing to jump outside of the box that you consider your personality and, and be willing to change and become a better person. If somebody who's listening to this has any of these thought processes or they've gone through this... You're not necessarily a bad person. You just got to control yourself, man. You just learn how to change these thoughts. These just thoughts are not your owner. You, you are not a slave to these thoughts. Put yourself in the person you are doing these actions towards. Put themselves in your shoes. Let's say you're a straight guy, right? What if a gay guy came and did that? The exact same thing to you that you did to that girl. How would you feel? Back to the body, soul, mind episode. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's you who's thinking it. You don't have to act on these thoughts. And, you know, it's just a matter of practice. And I don't want to say meditate because that shit sucks. But, again, just go listen to the body, mind, soul episode. Great therapy episode. Just really opens your eyes and helps you figure out how to understand who you are and why you think these things. And if you're lonely and if days feel endless and if every day feels like it's repeating, just know that there's a time that's going to come where everything in your life is going to be just right, just the way you want it, and it's coming. As long as you put your hard work in and if you keep on the right track, keep on discipline and keep on working hard, And keep on keeping those relationships, even if it's the simplest. If it's like, hey, I've been thinking about you, sent. Hey, how are you doing, sent. You know, you got to keep these connections so you're not so lonely. Don't burn all your bridges. I want to word this a little bit differently. Um, Do it. I've said this to a few people. Um, uh, Without all the psychology fluff behind it, um, (laughs) intrusive thoughts. Uh, what, what, what I like to put it as is if you want to create the best future possible, maybe no matter how hard you try, you will fail. Maybe no matter how little you try, you will succeed. But it's completely unreasonable to disagree with this, this argument. Um, if you try your best... If you do everything you can and give yourself the best opportunities, the most opportunities, and take the opportunities as much as you can, of course, taking into account burnout, you can't work 24-7, you have to sleep, you have to have leisure, or you will just, even if you're working constantly, it won't be your best work. Yeah, we gotta practice that, bro. Yeah, there's, there's a balance between work and leisure. Um, and rest. You need to sleep, you need to work, you need leisure. But if you give yourself the best opportunities possible, you are careful with this balance so you don't have too much leisure, you don't have too much sleep, but you have as much work as possible, as much um, effort putting into your career, into your future, into your personality, yourself. Whatever it is you're working on, it will be the best version of itself. And when it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to, then you can look back and say, well, I'm damn sure it wouldn't have been any better because I did my best. And that is 
possibly one of the best things to do for yourself, even if you have a terrible future coming. Because if you are able to work this hard and, and, and be like this, this kind of person that genuinely tries his best, then or her best or whatever, then when you get your outcome, you can feel confident. You can be comfortable in knowing that this is genuinely the best that would have happened no matter what you did. And that is such a relieving feeling to have, even if it is a shitty situation. Somehow, it's still, for coming from personal experience, it's still a relieving situation. Knowing, yeah, this, it sucks, but it's still pretty awesome. Because I would hate to know what it would be like if I didn't try as hard. So there's a quote uh, by a billionaire. I don't know his name, but um, it says, Rest when you need to rest. And really work when you need to work. That's all he says, but it basically means the French. You don't need to be resting while working. You don't need to be distracted while you're working. You need to work. But when it's time for you to rest, leave work at the work desk. You need to rest. And there's some little personal experience here. Uh, I, I'm a work 24/7 kind of guy, uh, and I've become very very comfortable with this sense of burnout sorry <laughs> um, it's it's a feeling you can feel it coming on almost like an aura of a seizure um, you, you can sense it coming on and you can stop your work before it happens and it's such it's so much easier to recover when you stop before the burnout happens. Grab some ice cream. Take a nap. No, not even take it. I'll take a week off sometimes. Like, here's the thing. I work 12 hours a day, right? But I study in my time because I'm not constantly working. Sometimes uh, the the... I won't be descriptive in my job, but, but the work will stop working, <laughs> right? We'll have downtime, and I'll go sit down and study, or I'll research, or I'll, I'll, I'll up my... Because I, I like the idea of having a, a keen mind with a lot of as much knowledge as I can provide to my situation around me but at the same time I'm aware of when I need to stop doing that and I'll take advantage and usually it's like a day or two but like for example recently when I've been low on sleep I've been high on work insert wife's name needs a break or something <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, I it, it, you know, it's a lot recently but I'm also very careful to keep in mind my my own energy and my ability of what I'm able to do as a person with a finite amount of energy and time. Nice. We're getting off topic. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I wanted to keep going, but I need. There's so much to talk about here. I love this podcast so much. We'll we'll have more episodes on this kind of stuff, but yes, for next, now we'll move on. Next episode is going to be about death. That's going to be awesome. Really. Yeah, you said it's going to be about death. You texted me. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Next episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll so, do next episode about death. Middle of the episode, we're doing a commercial break. Uh, Staying outside the pot. Staying out the pot. <laughs> Staying outside the box podcast is going to be featuring an episode about dying. Uh, tune in on that. Are we going to be doing this every episode? No, I just no, did a random commercial break. Yeah, let's not do that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so next right, up next is topic. femicide. Femicide okay. is killing of women and girls because they're females. In 2017, some 80, 87,000 women and girls were in, intentionally killed, with gender being the main determination. Here are a few notes from World Health Organization. Femicide is usually perpetrated by men. 
but sometimes female family members are involved. Femicide may be committed by intimate partners or ex-partners. Femicide may involve ongoing abuse in the home, threats or intimidation, sexual violence, or situations where women have fewer resources or less power than their partners. Based on World Health Organization list, countries with the highest femicide rates are El Salvador, Venezuela, the Central African Republic, South Africa, Jamaica, Honduras, Guatemala, Guyana, and Mexico. (laughs) I have more notes, but let's discuss this topic. All right. So I feel like I want to start talking, but I feel like you have the most important point to start with here being the one coming with the information yes um basically why did you write this down (laughs) (laughs) femicide is a horrible thing and there's really really high rates of femicide first world countries and third world countries but it's most prominent in third world countries femicide rates in the world the the global uh statistics third world countries contribute the most and i believe just like what I discussed earlier is that it is due to lack of education, it is due to uh, lack of resources, and it is due to cultural acceptance. Um, I do want to highlight this thing here, although it may be very, very few, um, but it says that, but it says femicide is usually perpetrated by men, but sometimes female family members are involved. I want to highlight this point here is that why? Why? I don't understand these people. I don't I don't know, man. Why would you want a guy killing a female? But I got more on here. Hold on. I'm not done yet. No, don't go for it, dog. <laughs> that being said, it's hard to create an accurate ranking of femicide rates by country because reports vary dramatic- dramatically from place to place. Like a village down here might have like, I don't know, 100 girls killed a year and a village up the street has like 5,000. Uh, what are the different types of femicide? Okay, this is very important. I wanted to talk about this. Serial killing of women are often motivated by misogyny dude, or hatred dude, that can dude, happen any... I want to mention, these underwear are the best I have ever had in my life. Okay, keep going. Serial killing of women are often motivated by misogyny, hatred, and can happen anywhere in the world. Example, the Montreal Massacre in Canada in 1989. There was a serial killing of women in Canada, bro. A first world country. It might have not been a worth... I don't know. It I might wouldn't have even say been. first world country. I would just stop at Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. It's known as one of the peaceful places in the world. And they had a femicide in 1989. But um, That's not that long ago. This is a big oh issue. Oh my god, dude. That's totally long ago now. Yeah, that is a long ago. Oh my ago god. We're, <laughs> we're growing up. There's also a thing called honor murders. Which is a very, very, very high rate in third world countries which there is a lot of uh what do i say how do i say this old beliefs it is a uh, honor murders are committed when a female is believed to have brought some uh brought shame to their family what about men the killing is thought to restore the family's honor we, we're gonna get them in uh, genital mutilation is related femicide occurs when this cruel procedure normally performed by girls between birth and age 15 result in infection and death. The loss of life is often considered an acceptable outcome of this procedure. So they're just okay with killing little girls. Um, 
how do I say it? Dowry related femicide? Dowry is basically you like you give a certain amount of money in exchange for a girl, often in third world countries as well. Or again, um, yeah, this femicide may occur when the groom's family is unsatisfied with the size of the dowry paid to them. Their son's wife becomes unsuitable in their eyes. She may be killed or driven to suicide. Jeez. Now, I... Why does world hate girls, bro? Well, I think some of it stems from men wanting to maintain their powerful position as men. Not always men. Some of femicides are staged and caused by other females. And I think other forms of it are people in general wanting to maintain either positions of power or long story short it's a selfish desire whatever it is it's it's either going to be power money uh and sometimes more understandably family right the nonetheless killing is killing taking somebody's free will and right to literally live is terrible um but i i want to Wait, wait do, do you have anything else? Because I kind of want to move on in, into something more more close to home. Uh, this is the last thing I have for females. Uh, I'm going to move on to men after this. Okay. I, I want to move this on to something more close to home where females, <laughs> females, women, girls, females, etc., um, they aren't necessarily killed for being the wrong kind of person or bringing a shame upon whatever... Um, yeah, they are. It says it right here. I know they are. That's not <laughs> 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 yeah. What I mean is that um, one of the things that is a little closer to home, at least for us, um, is sometimes these women can't get jobs or they can't get, like, a, men can't have babies. And a lot of men who run companies don't understand what it's like to have a baby. So then, like, uh, maternity leave is just an entire nightmare where they have a dinner plate-sized wound inside of their body. Jeez, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> a dinner plate-sized <laughs> wound. So you think we have the compressor on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and while they're healing, they don't get time off because their CEO said, I, I don't care. Bro, you had the baby? All right, get back to work. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, in third world countries, women often can't work at big corporates where there are CEOs. Why? Because they're at, either at home due to the culture, they can't work, or the only jobs they work are manufacturing rubber for shoes or something like that And at a factory. This is just sort of working our way down the line where kind of everywhere used to be that way, and now we're moving forward, and the first world countries are just simply a little bit behind us um but there's also i want to go back to the issue of the modern uh third uh, we're first world not third world third world is the i mean we're third world (laughs) oh my god europe now we're officially third world now i think yeah because of the poverty and poverty yeah yeah, in the u.s we're now officially third world but uh civilization with the um what's the word with enough electricity to reliable with reliable electricity wi-fi food water and all that um and jobs more specifically it's upsetting to to know that even then women still 
have a, a lot of the time, like most of the time you can get hired in a job just normally as anywhere else, right? There's, um, I think like eight countries with 100% equality, but the USA is not one of them. There's like 94% women equality in the law. And then not to mention that some places just aren't going to hire women because they're older people with older beliefs. Um, but it's... It's a difficult thing to be a woman in a situation. A lot of the time, it's just regular life, the same as a man, which is great. But sometimes you're in a situation or a town or a business, wherever you work, where you are looked down upon because you're a woman. And there's literally nothing that you can do about it. Even if you try to start some sort of poll, you're the woman, so your poll doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I do believe that United States isn't perfect, but it's definitely one of the countries, besides abortion issues, is that there's a lot of women's rights. There's a, a definitely a lot better than Middle East or any other, like, South America. Um, yeah, I, I believe we should fix the little issues that we have left, and the world would be such a great place. Dad, what do you notice about social media? Isn't there such breeding of misogyny misandry i feel like there's a bigger incentive to this like they're feeding us these things on purpose so we can hate each other so they have more power over us well that's 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 kind of old news that's like always happening (laughs) yeah everybody has a hard life why are you hating people who have nothing to do with like they've it done, they've done who it is. If it's a woman, if it's a homeless guy, if it's a black guy, <clears throat> they've done nothing to you. Why just, hate? The the point is to find some uh, group to hate to focus on to create more weakness and it's divide and conquer as the Romans made it. Exactly, divide and conquer. Except now it's under the power of technology. Right. Um, before we move on to men, I found those numbers. Uh, Belgium, France, Denmark, Latvia, Luxembourg, Sweden, Iceland, Canada, Portugal, Iceland, Greece, Spain, Germany, and Netherlands have 100% legal rights for women. Uh, UK is 97%. US is 91%. (laughs) I have no idea what that means in percentage, Uh, but there's the numbers that Google told me to give you, so do your own research. We need to move on. In Germany, women can be bearless now. Wait, what? They can be topless. It's legal. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. You're not allowed to have your tits out because you're a woman, which, I mean, I understand. If I saw, like, a pair of tits just walking down the street, I I might not be focusing completely on driving. Put your male desires away, you foul demon. Exactly. It's, It's... it's like a balance between moving on as a civilization of humans and souls or whatever you believe. And uh, it's a balance between that and the understanding of the fact that we don't have complete willpower. We don't have complete control, at least not right now. We don't have complete control over these apes that we're stuck in. And if I see a pair of tits, I'm sorry, but there's at least a moment where I'm going to be distracted. You know what I mean? All right, moving on to men. Yes, less tits. Suicide rates. From 2002 to 2020, more than 800,000 people died by suicide in the United States, with males representing 78.8% of all suicides. Give me just a moment to readjust here. I want to point out, as a male, um, 
you know, I think I actually already covered this, the point where um, it's it's a completely minuscule... Un, it, it's not important in the grand scheme of things, but it is something to note that men don't really get acknowledgement. Men are expected to work hard and then just deal with it. Um, and then... like Men don't cry. Yeah, exactly. And whenever you do, you're less of a man. Whenever you get a compliment, somebody's flirting with you. Whenever this, that, something involving emotion, that means that something is going on that isn't normal. Men are more likely to kill themselves because of more lethal means they use, because of their higher levels of drug and alcohol addiction, and because they're less likely to seek medical help because it's deemed weak. No, yeah, absolutely. I... Uh, I don't want to say that it's because I don't want to say it's because I'm a man, but as a man growing up, I've always felt the gender difference of you are expected to handle your emotions in a better way than women, which is understandable. Women have different hormones that make emotions kind of skyrocket, but at the same time, that puts the expectation on men that we don't have emotions, but we do. I do want to put a highlight that um, no, I don't want. I do want to highlight this um, when people say emotions, they often neglect anger. Yeah, anger is an emotion too, which is also the number one. I I think the I believe the number one issue of uh, men struggling today is anger issues without uh, yeah. reasonable support from the peers around them. So some people might say that men are better at ma- managing their emotions because they show them less. It's not a fact. Uh, they have more anger issues, so they're they're the same level as girls. They they're all where everybody's emotional. Yeah, it's whether it be anger or sadness. It's more I'm able to control it now because it just explodes in large amounts later. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then these guys aren't considered, oh, they need help. Um, it's considered, oh, he's just an asshole. Like, no. Yeah, lock him away. Like, no. Dude has, like, eight kids and three jobs, and then this guy just started calling him an asshole. And then when he starts yelling, suddenly he's the bad guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but people, people, humans, not even men, people in general only have a certain amount of willpower. They only have so much that they can handle before they just mentally explode, especially with testosterone. U.S. veteran suicide rates, I want to bring that up as well. Veterans consist of 13.5% of all deaths by suicide in U.S. adults but only make up 7.9 of the U.S. adult population. And this is males and female veterans, but I also do want to point out that 72.6% of armed forces are male. So males are dying in wars more. It's statistically proven. Go look at every single one of them. There's Obviously, there's always males fighting in wars just more males in general yeah in modern day the females are joining as well but there's still a lot of males in wars so we get to die at wars and we get to come home and with the from the lack of support that we see we're driven to suicide there's this this one song by grandson i really like um (laughs) it's a (laughs) it's stick up by grandson um i I don't want to, like, say that a grandson has 
my ideologies, and I want to say he doesn't, but that song, the lyrics to it, I think are a great explanation of the idea behind war veterans coming back to basically an entire government who doesn't give them the mental support that they need, the emission, the uh, emotional support that they need. Where in the army they're expected to be emotionless and follow orders without question, and then they come back, and there's no orders to be given. And they're shell shocked. Exactly, and there's this world full of emotion, and they're basically just left to rot. And yeah, you now have PTSD. Enjoy it. They aren't given health care. They aren't given, uh, you know, they're given money for like a house, but it's not enough to afford a therapist. And if you talk about your feelings, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back to that argument. And um, essentially, just, just, just more on your point where men, especially the kind of men who put themselves in a position of... Um, I, I, I don't know how to put it. I guess anti-pussy. They, <laughs> <laughs> they are expected to always be that way. And they aren't allowed, essentially, to have these feelings and emotions and internal struggles. And if they do, and if they start to express them, they aren't given help. They are criticized. Because that's what a real man is, right? Yeah. It, no, that's... That's what a uh, that's what a serial killer is, sir. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the educational gender cap. Gap, not cap. Um, today, the gender gap. Why can't I speak? Okay. Today, the gender gap is in college degree attainment is wider than it was in the 1970s, but the opposite direction. The National Assessment of Education Progress notes the gap between girls and boys is most pronoun- pronounced in 8th grade, with the average 8th grade girl writing at the level of an average 11th grade boy. 41% of children in the United States are not reading at a basic case? level by 3rd grade, and majority of them are boys. Males are attending college at a lower rate. 40.5% males, 59.5% females. Boys are more likely to be medicated and end up in special ed classes. Boys make up 70% of medicated preschools and kindergartners. Nearly twice as many boys are, as girls have trouble reading, are diagnosed with language disabilities, and are referred to special education classes. Now, what do you do here? Do you just make a boys' school and a girls' school? No, I believe that we need to reform our education system because uh, it is not designed for boys. After taking the shackles off of girls and seeing how much how good they do, because in 1970 and 80s, there was a lot of um, gender equality reforms and women's rights to have equal education, which is great. It's amazing. It's one of the best things that happened to the United States. By doing this, we've revealed the education system is not suited for males. We need to reform it so we're not leaving the future generation of males behind. Yeah, it's it's just... Such a difficult idea. Back to the you or um, back to the utopia episode. How do we get this ideal, idealistic process of school into modern society from where we are now? Quit whacking it. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? How back to the utopia episode? How do we get this idea into modern society as we know it? Start from, from where the we youth. Are now? So. Okay, 
Everything stems from the youth. So I guess a PSA, anybody who is in a position of some sort of either power or position or uh, what was the word? Petition position. Um, it's important for people to realize the differences between men and women in young children. The differences in learning and the the emotional differences, the hormonal differences, and more importantly, the psychological psychological differences in how they grow up and learn as different genders. Yeah, it's it's almost avoided because people are scared to say men and women are different, but they are very they are. different. Women are so much smarter than men; they can remember things a lot easier. They have more. Pattern. I don't they know. They develop what faster. They yeah. They develop a lot faster. The whole than males. point of gender equality is to make sure that everybody gets what they need, but a lot of people use it as an excuse to say no. Men don't need much help. Women need more help. But at the same time, people use gender equality to say no. Women don't need help. Men need more help. The the, the case is that both need help in different ways. Gender equality is a balance in both sides. You can't fix misogyny by using misandry, and you can't do vice versa. There is a just – you can't fix sexism by sexism. You have to create a world where everybody gets equal rights and everybody gets equal opportunities. Just because women were oppressed in the 70s doesn't mean that in the future men should be oppressed as well. We should all be equal. Both men and women have – different things that they both need psychologically emotionally and physically and it's important to remember that just because we have this history of things that we're afraid to repeat we shouldn't be overcompensating and shove ourselves the other way um but in in general i guess what we're trying to say in this episode is that no matter where you come from where you are what your culture is or what you believe it's important to remember that Every human, man, woman, or other, has their own situation. They have their own mind state, their own background, and their own needs that everybody needs their own sort of help. But in order for us to understand that and truly work with people... And gain true wisdom by doing your own research and having multiple sources of evidence to come up with your own thought process and not rely on people like us not be biased and stuck in your own boxes yeah we do our own research we share it with you and you do your own research and come up with your own thoughts we don't expect you to listen to us and take it for face value we don't expect you to listen to anybody and take it for face value but what you need to do is you need to stay outside the box because that's what you want to do boxes are bad boxes are bad and they hate you yeah stay outside that box you guys and that's the end of the podcast all right thanks for listening yeah